This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray, in many of his anointed More Than Conquerors Bible studies, is no stranger to the subjects that Christians love to talk about. God's grace and mercy, divine healing, forgiveness of sin, miracles, faith and hope, angels, and of course, prosperity. Others not quite as popular, repentance, prayer, fasting, generosity, integrity, forgiveness of others, and godly sorrow for sin, of course, are also preached but involve the listener experiencing the uncomfortable emotions of conviction. This week's powerful five-day message, Fearing God, falls into neither of these two categories and certainly doesn't mean what most believers think it means. Unlike life's most common fears, fear of man, fear of failure, and fear of death, this fear has nothing at all to do with the effects of terror or fright, and all to do with the awesome reverence and respect for an all-powerful, loving Father. Stay tuned for more on what fearing God really means. Now, I like Peter because Peter's feisty. And, and I would, if I were back in those days, I would have been hanging with Peter. I like Peter because he's feisty and, and he's not afraid of things. And, and he'd be the kind of guy that I would hang with because he he'd pull something good out of me. Come on. Now, Peter gets this, bu- this boost of courage because he hears that it's Jesus. And he gets a glimpse of Jesus. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you... Command me to come to you on the water. Hey, listen, you better be careful what you're asking Jesus for. Don't you be, don't you be, don't be bluffing with Jesus because he's going to call your bluff. Oh, Lord, I want more in my life. I want greater blessing in my life. And then Jesus begins to call you to that blessing, call you. You see, sometimes we want more, but we don't know what we have to go through to get more. Is everybody with me? We want blessing. We want increase. We want prosperity. We want all these things, but we're not willing to go through some of the things we have to go through to get to that place. I don't believe in this preaching this kind of word that, man, you're just going to get saved and you're just going to kind of glide through life and everything's going to be perfect. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Let me tell you, I've been walking with, with God for over 25 years and my life has been anything but perfect. I've tried to avoid some ditches and I've tried to avoid some... I saw some storms coming. I tried to avoid those storms. But Jesus said, son, brace yourself. We are going for a ride. This is going to be a thrill, son. But Jesus, I don't like boats and I don't like rough seas. Strap yourself in because here we go. Stay in the boat. Don't abandon ship because a miracle is about to happen. But Jesus, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Anybody ever say that? 
Jesus said, be of good courage, it is I. Do not be afraid, even though you may have to go through this storm, I'm going to be with you and you're going to get through it to the other side. If you walk through the water, you will not drown. When you walk through the, not if, it says when you walk through the water, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not even get burned. The three Hebrew children obeyed God and believed God, and as a result, they got tossed in a fire. Have you ever felt like that? I've obeyed God, and I got all this trouble. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm just doing what God's asked me to do. I'm serving him. How did I get into this mess? Hallelujah. But when they looked into the fire, there were three Hebrew children, but there was a fourth one like the son of man walking with them. So even when you're in the fire, even when you're in the rough seas and upon the rough seas, get ready because there's a fourth one like the son of man with you. And he's going to steer that vessel and steer that life safely to the other side. And when you get to the other side, he's going to step aside and you're going to rise up victoriously, stronger than the way you went into that thing. And fear is going to begin to lose its grip in your life. So Peter, I like Peter. I, I would hang out. I would have hung out with Peter. Peter answered him and said, if it's you, Lord, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Again, you better, be, you better make sure you know what you're asking God for. God's going to call your bluff. Come on. Come on. Then what are you going to say to Jesus? I want to be rich, Lord. Speak riches into my life. And this is Jesus' answer back. Give more. Lord, I want to be used. Tell me, I want to be used by you. Go to church more. <laughs> He's going to call your bluff. I want this or that or the other thing. And Jesus is going to answer you back and he's going to give you very specific directions. Just, okay, Peter, come. Come on, baby. Jump out of the boat. Let me see you do it, brother. Come on. Jesus is here. So he said, Come. And I want to tell you something. I want to just preach this on another way. Jesus is saying to every single person sitting in this room today, come on. Did you hear that? I say, come on. Get your faith operating. Fight those fears in your life. Even though you've been in a rocky boat for a little while, fight the fear in your life and come on. Jump out of the boat and see that you can walk on water even in the midst of a storm because Jesus is going to keep you buoyant. Come on. The word that Jesus gives to everybody in this room today is come on. Stop staying in the boat of safety and jump out here where it's a little bit more dangerous. Here's one. Do something you've never done before. Man has never walked on water. Jesus walked on water, but a man has never walked on water before. And Jesus calls him out of the boat and says, come on, walk on the water. So he says, come, and when Peter had come down out of the boat, now G Peter obeyed his, his command, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So he, he, listen, <laughs> he walked on water. But when he saw, when he what? Why is he looking at the elements around him when the master just told him to get out of the boat and walk? Faith got him out of that boat. 
because he obeyed and he listened to the voice of God. He heeded Jesus' word. Every time you listen to the word of God and you act upon the word of God, you're going to stay above your circumstances. Did you hear what I said? Every time you obey the word of God and act upon the word of God, you're going you're gonna to defy gravity. You're going to defy every challenge. You're going to defy the odds that are against you because you've obeyed God. He said, come out of the water. Step on this, on this rough sea right now and see what's going to happen. And Peter began to walk on the water to Jesus. But this became an uncomfortable thing for Peter because he never walked on water before and most certainly didn't walk on water in the midst of a storm. And his attention was diverted. Let me tell you what, one of the reasons why we have so much trouble in our lives is because our attention gets diverted off of Jesus, off of the word, and we begin to look at the things around us that are planted there to bring fear in our lives. And when fear comes in, it begins to tap faith. It's like a battery. You charge up a battery in a car, and man, that thing, every time you turn the ignition, that thing goes... And it it starts that car. But if you keep cranking that battery without it being recharged, eventually that battery is going to wear out and it's going to die out because the demand that's being put on that battery is actually sapping the strength from it. And the things around you that the devil plants, if you look at them, if you lose your attention, if your attention comes off the word of God and Jesus, those things will prove to tap your faith. So Peter, he's walking on the water, and verse 30 says, but when he saw the wind, why is he looking at the wind? Jesus is there. When he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Fear comes in, and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. So so it says here, he was walking on the water, but when he saw the wind, he saw the waves, He became afraid, and the minute that fear entered in, he began to lose his power over the circumstances, and he began to sink. didn't say he sank. He said he began to sink. As faith was sapped or tapped or drained from his spirit, fear begins to replace it, and he slowly begins to go down under the water. At any moment, If he had just gotten his attention back on Jesus and fought those fears, he would have went right back up to the top and continued to walk. Are you with me? But because fear came in, I told you, fear will make you think squirrely. Fear will come, you know. It's sort of like like the kid that's absolutely convinced that there's a monster in his room because he sees this big shadow up on the wall and all it is is it's one of his little toys that just caught the light right it's about that big but because it's at the right distance it made this big shadow on the wall he thinks there's a monster in the house when I was when I was on vacation with my family Joshua and I roomed together did you ever room with a three-year-old and we got into bed one night and there was there was a toy there was a teddy bear or something on the night table and the light from the moon the moonlight or something was hitting it just right and there was this big shadow on the wall and and he turned to me and he said I think I don't remember how he described it but he I don't know if he said I see a I see a a person or I see something and it was up on the wall and I said no 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 he was afraid I said no that's nothing and I just moved the thing away I said you see look it's just a little doll a little teddy bear We're going to find that a lot of the things that we're afraid of are nothing other than a little thing that the enemy is shining a spotlight on to try to make it appear bigger than it is. And when fear comes, faith gets 
tapped. And when faith begins to leave you, your ability to stand above the circumstances goes right out the window. And it's all through the operation of fear. Now, now hindsight is twenty twenty. When Peter, what Peter should have done, and we can all, of course, we can do some Monday morning quarterbacking here. But what Peter should have done was just identify this as nothing but the enemy. I'm walking on water. I'm just going to keep my eye on Jesus and keep obeying his word. His command to me was walk on the water. Come, come, come. And I'm just, I should just focus in on that. And if I keep my focus on Jesus's word, I'm going to stay above this thing. My faith's going to stay strong and I'm going to walk on this thing. But the minute he began to believe the power of the wind and the waves, because he got into the natural, that's a whole nother thing, man. If you're going to walk by faith, you got to stay in the spirit. Because the things of the spirit and the things of the natural are totally different. But he got into the natural. He started thinking, because naturally speaking, wind and waves, yeah. Walking on water, wind and waves, I'm in trouble. Man doesn't walk on water. and Most certainly when he walks on water and wind kicks up and the waves kick up, I'm going down. But nonetheless, he was walking on water. You've got to stay in the spirit. You've got to keep your mind on spiritual things in order to keep your faith strong to fight the fear. So Peter is, is walking on the water. He saw the wind, that it was boisterous. He saw the waves. Fear entered his heart. And as fear is coming in, faith is going out, and he begins to sink. Didn't say he sank, beginning to sink. Faith is leaving because fear is taking its place. And as that's happening, it's going like this. When he was full of faith, he's up on the top. He's got it over his fears. But the minute he began to allow fear to come in, fear is coming in, faith is going out, and he begins to sink. That's why we've got to learn how to get a, an aggressive attack against our fears by the word of God and, and begin to attack those fears in our life and, and do something about them. Because if we allow that fear to stay out there or, or, or get into us, it's, it's eventually going to sap our faith and we're going to go down. So when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, now listen, Jesus didn't say to him, I love this. This is going to rock some of your theology. Jesus didn't say to him, oh, Peter, you did a good job. You took five steps on the water. You're a brave man. Because sometimes when we do a little walking, a little faith walking, we want Jesus to just commend us and say, good job. It's okay that you fell. You did a good job. That's thinking, thinking. That's religious. Jesus looked at him and said, caught him by the hand and said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? He didn't pat him on the back and say, good, you did, you did good, Joe. You took five steps on the water and it's all right. So I had to save you. That's okay. Looked at him and said, what's the matter with you? Why did you let fear get in and sap your faith, cause you to start sinking? And you see you were walking on water? Why didn't you just keep your face fixed on me and on the word and continue to walk on my command? So I'll tell you what, folks, we've got to learn to just walk on the commands of Jesus against the odds, against some of our situations. We've just got to keep walking and fight every fear that wants to come into your life to sap and tap your faith because as faith leaves, as fear comes in, faith leaves, and then you begin to go down. How does faith come? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we've got to listen to the word of God and be encouraged by the word of God and, and, and keep ourselves. So he says, oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. 
And those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. So you see, don't get out of your boat. Don't change direction. Some of these, some of these things you're going through is exactly where God is taking you. But for this express purpose, he wants you to learn how in the midst of difficult circumstances, scary circumstances, how to operate by faith and deal with your fears. Isn't it interesting that he told him to get out of the boat and walk on the rough water? You know what that speaks to me? Do the very thing. Face your fears and do the very thing that you're afraid of. Do whatever it is that you're afraid of. Get up and face that thing and say to it, you're not going to hold me down. I remember I had a, had a lady many, many years ago in my church. She would drive on all side streets, but she would never drive on a highway. Okay, there's probably somebody here that... There's always one in a crowd. There's always one in a bunch. Drive on the side streets. And she says, oh, I'm, I said, what are you afraid of? She said, well, the cars are going so fast. I'm afraid of this and afraid. I said, sister, let me tell you something. I command you, you get in your car today and when you leave church, do not go by the side streets, but drive right over to 95 and get on that acceleration lake, jam that thing down and just go. She was only going one exit on the highway. But fear had her so, I mean, she wasn't even going but two miles. She wouldn't get on. Fear had so gripped her that it prevented her from getting on the highway from one point to the other. Fear will always try to short circuit or cut, cut you short of your blessings. She had this other terrible fear. She says, I never finished high school. And I wanted to go for my GED, but I was afraid that I wouldn't do it. I sat her down and I took my bony little Greek finger and I pointed in her face and I said, now listen to me. You've got what it takes. You've got the anointing of God, the Holy Ghost in you. If that's a desire of your heart, stop with this I'm afraid business. Everything you want to do, you attach it with I'm afraid. Speaking to anybody here? I'd like to do this, but I'm afraid that it will not work out. I'm afraid that I'm going to fail. I'm afraid that it's going to happen like this. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And that's exactly what you are, afraid. I, I mean, I could, she wasn't, you know, she's a woman, so I couldn't rough her up. If it was a man, I would have grabbed him by a shirt collar. But I took my little bony Greek finger and I said, now listen, sister, you go sign up for that course. You go get the books. You go get the material. We're going to pray right now. We're going to agree in the name of Jesus. You go do it. Face the fear. Fight that thing down and you get your GED. I forgot about it. She never said it. One day she comes marching in the church with a piece of paper and she says, pastor, I did what you said. I got my GED. I passed it. If she allowed fear to continue to take root in her heart, little by little, her faith was being sapped and she would have went down and she would have never, ever received the blessing that she was looking for. Saying, you can't be afraid. You hit a couple rough spots, a little, you know, a little difficult situation. It's okay. Just keep on going. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to get to the other side. But stop saying, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid. You're speaking it into existence. Your words are speaking fear. And, and every time you say, I'm afraid, I've heard people, young people come to my, my office. Not, well, sometimes, well, not always young. Well, I guess at 50, a lot of people are younger than me, but <laughs> it's a scary thing when I'm starting to look at some of your kids and I realize you're, I'm, I have friends who are grandparents at my age. I don't feel like I could be a grandfather. But anyway... Come to me and say, well, you know, I've had bad relationships and I'm afraid. I'm afraid that if I get involved in a relationship, I'm afraid. 
You know, I've been so wounded and so I'm afraid. You better get that vocabulary changed. Or people that have been in business and failed. I hate to tell you how many times I've failed in business. Oh, man, I opened this business, that business. As quick as I opened, as quick as I shut them down. I mean, I was convinced that I was just a total idiot. I was convinced that I couldn't make anything work, that I had no administrative ability. I was convinced. This was B.C. I'm telling you, it was B.C. Before Christ. I was just convinced. I mean, I'd look myself in the mirror. I couldn't even look at myself. I brushed my teeth, you know, like this. Just comb my hair. I couldn't even look at myself. I was so disgusted with myself because everything I tried, I failed at. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And fear just got on me. And every time I tried something new or, or I even got the, the dream or the vision about something new, fear just wanted to grip me and just stop me right there. Is everybody all right? Am I, am I preaching too long here today? Or you, you get, this is good. Fear just stopped me in my trap tracks just like that. And, um, but once I got saved and I began to realize that my success, my future is not just my doing, it's God who wants it and God who, has going, who is going before me and God is giving me these principles of faith. And, and along the way, I had a fight. Even when I started this church, I was like, oh, dear God, I hope I succeed in this thing. I failed at everything in my life. You see how much we look to the past to begin to declare or, to, you know, to chart our future. We, we, look, we, we look at the future through the eyes of our past and you can't do that. And that fear started to get up on me and, 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 and boy, I'm gonna tell you what, if you're driven or ruled by that fear, that fear is gonna hold you back. It's gonna cut off your creative flow. It's gonna hold you back from being everything that God uh, has called you to be. It's gonna cut off the anointing in your life because the anointing can't work when fear is present and leading Faith has to be in the heart. And if you, if you have faith, you're going to stay above your circumstances. But praise God, when I finally got saved and started to get the message of faith, I just determined in my heart, I said, that's it. I'm not going to be broke anymore. I'm not going to be poor no more. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a failure anymore. God has, God has created me to succeed and to be a success and, and the word, I, when I got hold of this word out of Deuteronomy chapter 28, everything you, everything you lay your hands to shall prosper. I began to declare it. I began to speak it. I began to finally believe it. And I could finally look at myself in the mirror and say, you ain't so bad. But you see, now when I look at myself in the mirror, I just don't see me. I see Jesus. I see Jesus. Because Jesus is what makes you what you are. But we've got to stomp out fear because fear is the killer of your faith. Now, I've just basically scratched the surface on this today and getting into it. Maybe we'll get into it a little bit more next week. We'll see. But did you get something out of this today? Praise God. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.